is episode 95 of the mugpunters.com.au podcast on this Thursday, the 29th of March, 2018. And in our breaking news headlines this week. F*** you, Cameron Bancroft. F*** you, Steve Smith. F*** you, leadership team. F*** you, Australian cricket. Last Sunday was like finding out Santa, the Easter Bunny and the Tooth Fairy aren't real all in one go. And here at Mug Punters, we want answers. So this week, we're joined in the studio by a very special panel of experts to discuss ethics in sport. We've got Marion Jones, Lance Armstrong, horse racing connections of such champions as Fine Cotton, members of the Chinese women's swim team from the 1990s, the entire board of FIFA and representing South Africa... Actually, unfortunately, Hansi Cronier couldn't join us because he's currently dead. <laughs> the days of our live saga that is Nick Kyrgios continued this week after he took a pot shot at Fernando Vadasco on Twitter during Vadasco's match with fellow Aussie Tanasi Kokonakis, claiming he hoped the Aussie won and that Vadasco must be frustrated with his record against Aussies. Following the match, Kyrgios deleted the tweet, which prompted Vadasco to respond... When you have the courage to put a tweet insulting another player, you need to have the same to don't delete it, and then blocked the Aussie, before Kyrgios hit back with another tweet saying, thanks for blocking me, I'm sure that took a lot of courage, to which Vadasco replied, I know you are, but what am I, before Kyrgios responded with, takes one to no one, and now punters are keenly awaiting Vadasco's social media response refer- referencing Kyrgios's mum and their previous relations. <laughs> the F1 is again under fire this year after just one race with managing director for motorsports Ross Braun agreeing that the contest lacked any overtaking in Melbourne. Red Bull's Max Verstappen was even more outspoken as he suggested of the contest that it was completely worthless, I would have turned off the TV. However, despite less overtaking than you'd see on the old Pacific Highway on the Easter long weekend, F1 Mm. continued to pull in the fans and even race ace Lewis Hamilton said he was happy to see himself get beaten as even he is aware of what a tool belt he is. Unplanned, unrehearsed and unedited. This is the mudpunters.com.au podcast. Hello, mudpunters out there. These intros are getting longer and longer every week. My name is PK. Welcome along to the Mug Punters podcast where we talk about all things sport and punting and throw in a bit of other stuff for good measure. And if you've got something you'd like us to cover on the show, just tweet us at mugpunterspod and we check our Twitter account once every two years or so or you can comment on our weekly show on Facebook and we're actually on there occasionally just search for Mug Punters Podcast on Facebook there's some good stuff there I think and if you haven't already just hit one of those subscribe buttons on the website get the podcast sent to you every single week and as I am each and every week I am joined well not every week but occasionally I am joined by Bart's G'day mate G'day mate how are you? Insert hilarious joke here. Oh, sorry, I haven't actually prepared for a response there. How are you, sir? <laughs> Things are great. What a week. More ball tampering tampering than that time you were 14, PK, and your brother mm. spent that night out of your shared room for a school yeah. camp. Yeah. Mm. Really tore it up, according to reports for your mother from your mother that night. But oh. in all fairness, I'm actually sick and tired of this outcry from the media. Yes, it was disgusting, unethical, and a sad day for Australian sport. 
But why do we always go to the negatives in the media these days? Spare a thought for the blokes who this actually benefits. According to census NOS reports, the number of jokes involving Hansi Cronier halved the day after the <laughs> Bancroft ball tampering <laughs> allegations. And our own Trevor Chapelboys is now not the most hated man mm. in Australian cricket after his infamous underarm delivery in 1981. And Ch Chapel spoke to the Daily Telegraph and had this to say, and I quote... Mm. I'm the first one who comes up on Google as the man who took the lead role in Australia's cricket's darkest day. It's a real relief. I can finally drop that title. Whether it haunts them for the rest of their lives is down to them, but I haven't been able to shake off what happened to me in 37 years. So it's not all bad news, boys. Mm. As you can tell, Trevor just hit the lottery. <laughs> Good on you, Trev. Uh, now, here's a man joining us as well this week that's no stranger to using tape on his balls. I'm not sure how he does it, though. Hello, mm. Mr. Mills. G'day, <laughs> uh, boys. How are we this week? Excellent. Uh, look, uh, look, it was horrific, wasn't it, last mm. weekend? But uh, look, not all bad with uh, South African fans especially getting straight back on the bike with their, in inverted commas, banter. Mm. And uh, look, the footage of a, of a kid the other day uh, at, the, at the ground trying to get Nathan Lyon to sign a sheet of sandpaper. That was just hilarious for mine. So a silver lining on every bad day. <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. Maybe, boys, we should just get straight into this week's show. The Mud Punters' previous punting payouts. Did we make any money last week, Bart? Um, not really. My worthwhile weekly wager was that box trifecta in the Golden Slipper, and it's one to forget, boys. <laughs> still, still running yeah. a couple of those donkeys, but I did a little better in the NRL. Missed some obvious ones like the Panthers getting rolled by the Bunnies after Cleary's injury, but also made some good cash with a few upsets like the Warriors' uh, 1 12 selection last week over the Raiders. So, mm. not too bad, boys. How about you, Mr. Mills? Oh, yeah, mixed results, boys. It was, oh, look, it was more anticlimactic than that time I was forced to go to bed with Bronwyn Bishop. But uh, look, uh, <laughs> Lewis, Lewis Hamilton, I threw him out there as, as one for your multis in the Australian mm -hmm. Grand Prix. And he did, in fact, firm dramatically after Friday practice. But after some, uh, well, let's call it a uh, tactical error from, on the part of Mercedes, he was stuck behind Sebastian Vettel in the second half of the race. And that's where he stayed, of course. Uh, look, not too bad on the Group 1's front. Three from six boys last That's, weekend, wow. including the slipper winner, Bart, in Estajar, but pretty oh, juicy odds. <laughs> uh, now, over there in the West, my worthwhile wager of the week action, well, he was scratched due to a suspected hoof abscess. So oh. his uh, derby preparation uh, up in the air at the moment. So, um, yeah, that's about it. All right. Well, for me, yeah. boys, thank God the AFL's back because I couldn't hit Bill Laurie's nose with a parachute from a metre away in the NRL with my worthwhile weekly wage going down in absolute flames. Uh, the good thing is I backed in some of Mills's uh, racing tips and just put a couple of dollars in the bank, so that was very nice. Um, in the AFL, the Tigers mm. did get a bit of a scare from Carlton, which was crazy. Uh, Let it half time, Pete. I know, absolutely bizarre, but they did get home comfortably in the end, and that's all that matters. And the ten and a half start for the Cats wasn't needed, as they actually got the job done over Melbourne. So, some pretty easy cash there. So it wasn't all bad news. <laughs> Let's move on to this week in sport, and it's it is flogging a dead horse, boys. But 
Ah, <laughs> oh, the cricket, dear, oh dear. I mean, when the Aussie boys were told they needed to come up with something to capture the attention of the Australian public, given the declining ratings and dwindling interest in the South African series, I'm not entirely sure, Mr Mills, that this is exactly mm. what Cricket Australia had in mind. <laughs> no, certainly not. No, look, uh, look, I, I certainly can't condone what happened, but in a way, I, I can kind of understand why Steve Smith would have would have proceeded down that line of thinking. Now, okay. hear me out, but okay. this is the bloke who he just desperately wants to win every time he takes to the field. Is that a fair call? Okay, yeah, fair enough. Very yeah, true. Yeah. I mean, he, 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 this is the guy who gets out for a double after scoring a double century and kicks the ground in disgust on his way off, you know, on, on back to the pavilion. He's that desperate to get the job done. Now, whatever that hell has happened inside the minds of those players i do not know mm. but i in a way i can kind of see why they might have thought <laughs> this was a good idea <laughs> it feels like a throwback to your uh, old boys place in raymond terrace a couple of years ago but with tape gate from 1993 but that was a little <laughs> bit different when we actually taped the entire half of the tennis ball and it oh. ended up being like about as tough as a, a shot put getting bowled down from the uh, from the eastern end there <laughs> very true oh, I do feel I do feel bad for the, some of these Australian players you know they're really taking the mickey out of them in the media Dimmick's the bookstore actually put oh, Steve Smith's this. autobiography into the true crime section which is oh. which is pretty harsh <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah I don't think these boys will ever live this down yeah look here's my final closing point boys if you watch world cycling I know this is going to sound ridiculous, but you know there's going to be riders who have good doctors, okay? If you watch mm. any Russian sport at all, you know that there's probably going to be athletes juiced to the eyeballs. If you're watching a FIFA World Cup, you've got to wonder how it ended up being played in the middle of Siberia. But coordinated and deliberate cheating in cricket by Australians? I mean... The funny thing is, every Australian has cheated at one point or another on maybe a maths test in high school or, you know, maybe a, a bottle top at the local cricket game on the weekend or, or maybe in a, a fixture of the cricket two weeks apart, they forgot to mow the outfield when the opposition went into bat chasing 255. <laughs> but yeah. look, it happens. That's all I'm saying. Maybe we just move on and let sleeping dogs sleep like it. Full man, net, full man can't get fooled again. Something like that. Well, thank God for the super mare winks, Mr. Mills. Mm. As we move on, she's at it again. That's right, Pete. And uh, the news this week, uh, mm. of course, uh, and I'm sure everybody has heard this by now if you're any sort of sporting or racing fan, but she's not going mm. to England at wow. all. It, instead, she will stay put to contest the Queen Elizabeth in two weeks' time, yep. uh, which, well, let's face it, she should be winning that one comfortably once again uh, mm. before being put away for another crack at the Cox Plate. Now, mm. trainer Chris Wallaboy cited well-being risks associated with travel to seasonal changes to her hormones. Uh, well, that goes the same mm. for me, boys, when I travel. <laughs> but, uh, look, perhaps the most 
dramatic Winks story this week was that Hugh Bowman, boys, uh, Winks' regular rider, he was stood down from rides at Warwick Farm on Wednesday, mm. citing the after effects of that concussion he suffered oh, wow. almost three weeks ago, which for me beggars the question, if he was feeling it this week, surely he was also out of sorts when he rode Winks to that three-quarter length victory at Rose Hill last weekend. Mm, you'd think. Wow questions are raised uh Hmm. now i tell you what mr mills didn't you put punters onto the podcast like early in the year saying that they put up a cox plate market for winks even though Mm -hmm. we didn't know if winks was going to be in australia or overseas at the time the favorite option was actually uh mainly i think because of uh sports bet getting the ball rolling on that market but the favorite option was actually for her to travel and contest a race in the uk so uh, those brave enough to step into the, uh, I can't remember what it was, but uh, they might now be sitting quite pretty if they can keep their powder dry all the way through until October. Now, 24 in a row for Winks after she won wow. uh, the uh, George Ryder uh, last Saturday. And uh, look, I crunched a few numbers during the week, boys. And if mm. you happened to have a dollar on Winks when she started her winning run way back at the Sunshine Coast back in May 2016 mm-hmm. uh, or 15 was it uh, and you had the nuts to all up it all the way <laughs> through those 24 wins yeah your single buck would now be worth almost twenty six thousand dollars ah really but wow now, but then would you have the kanachis to follow through <laughs> exactly right if you did the same thing with black caviar boys who of course was unbeaten in all of her 25 starts Yep. How much money do you think you'd have? One point seven million. But <laughs> any idea? Uh, uh, no clue. No idea. Would you believe you'd have the princely sum of three hundred and thirteen dollars? Three hundred and thirteen dollars? <sighs> no, mm. that can't be right, is it? Black what? Black caviar was always very short through it through her career, but when Wink started her winning run. You got several dividends in the four dollar range, so uh, that makes wow. all the difference. Well, there wow. you go. Interesting bit of insight there. I didn't know. Maybe my one point seven million doesn't look so good now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're way up. All right, NRL time. Let's get on to the rugby league. And uh, look, it's been harder to find winners than it is for Stevie Wonder to do an Easter egg hunt, in my opinion, so far this year. So if you're on top of the tipping comp, good luck to you, the tip of my hat. Mr. Mills, I believe you've uh, got some markets or at least we'll be rummaging around for some NRL markets right now so that we can try and find some winners this week. Let's mm-hmm. hope that we can find one or two and we kick off uh, Thursday night. What's that? That's tonight, is it? <laughs> the Cowboys <laughs> against the Panthers. Oh, my goodness. They're, they're short the cows. $1.25. Penrith Panthers, $4. Yeah, Coots back in for the cows and the Panthers without Cleary for the next 10 weeks. Massive mm. loss. Peachy will start at 5'8 with Maloney to halfback. Put your house on the cows at home, PK. Yeah, look, the Panthers beaten by the doggies last week, and while Nathan Cleary is out, it's very hard to back the Westies here. So let's just move on. The Rabbits against the doggies, Mr. Mills. Looks like a bit of a lucky dip for mine, but it's the uh, Rabbitohs, $1.77, the Bulldogs, two oh five. I'm with you, Mr. Mills. Massive lucky dip. Both last start winners would rather sandpaper my testies Cam Bancroft style and pick a winner here, mm. PK. Thoughts? Mm. Uh, 
both teams winning last last week was a bigger shock than when I first started to grow pubic hair, boys. And that was only last week, to be fair. So, um, look, rabbits, rabbits because they're at home, maybe? Home Ooh. team? I don't know. Mm. Uh, sharks, back in the Shire, they're at home to the travelling Melbourne Storm, Mr Mills. Yeah, that's it. And Storm, uh, seemingly back to their brilliant best. They're visiting and they're $1.60. The at-home Sharks, 235 yeah, Moylan and Lewis need to get through the captain's run today with both yeah. not likely, in my opinion. Either way, I don't think enough. Storm to cover the minus four start at $1.92, PK. Well, the nice. Sharks finally on the board after getting up after uh, over Parramatta last week. But let's be honest, my grandma's 13 could have got up over <laughs> Parramatta last week. The Sharkies as well, we forget they had a woeful home record last season. And that's really what uh, stalled, stalled their run to the finals. The return of Luke Lewis is more important than remembering to put rum into a glass of rum and coke. So you were bang on the money there, Bart. If he doesn't make it, I don't think the Sharks are any hope at all. But I still think the Melbourne Storm should be favourites there. Uh, the Rooters at home to the uh, travelling Warriors, Mr Mills. Mm, the, the Roosters, boys. And uh, I'm just putting it out there early, but they're going to tick over strongly all season only to get beaten in the semi-final. They're $1.33. <laughs> The New Zealand Warriors, 330. Mm. Yeah, and the Warriors going for four straight wins to start yeah. the season. Can you believe that, boys? Unreal. But I think this is where the the run ends. Roosters showed their class against the Knights last week. And I think they'll do the same here, PK. Well, I mean, it's incredible that the Warriors are still undefeated. The Roosters last week, you know, hardly, you know, over the top, let's get excited when they beat the Roosters feeder club in the Knights. Um, you know, but you do get scared with Kronk, Kiri and Tedesco starting to put things together. And I really think mm. Tedesco showed very little last week compared to what he's capable of. Oh, yeah, it was terrible. But I can smell an upset here. I can I can smell an upset here. Oh. And maybe that's the kiss of death on the Warriors and they'll win three in the rest of the entire season. But I don't know. That's just that's all I'm going to say. Um, what about mm. Manly? Actually, they are at Lotto Land. Despite this new gambling legislation, Lotto Land mm. has guaranteed their sponsorship money for the next two years. So all oh, the Manly great. fans can celebrate because they can keep calling it Fortress Lotto Land as they take on the very crappy Raiders. Oh, and both of these teams for mine, boys, more erratic than a first-year art student's assessment results. But uh, <laughs> yes. it's the Seagulls as short as a dollar fifty. The Canberra oh. Raiders two dollars fifty-five or better. Mm. Yeah, Manly at home should be too good. Raiders demoted Blake Austin to reserve grade what this is week, that? but that could be short li- short-lived with Aiden Caesar in doubt. So. I don't think it's going to matter either way. I like Manly 13-plus at Lotterland at the $2.70 PK. Yeah, I'm going to follow you in there. If Sticky Ricky's leaving out Blake Austin from his 17, you know there's problems in the nation's capital. Uh, Manly won't take their loss to Souths last week lightly. I expect a better team here, and they are a better team. But on the same token, they also have their problems off the field with regards to some of these salary cap and third-party agreement rorts that they've been dribbling for years. So, you know, and I always talk about the fact that teams on the field reflect what's going on off the field. However, uh, I expect a blowout here. So, I, you know, I think Manly should win-win comfortably, so that probably means you should take the Raiders. Uh, Mr Mills, we've got the Dragons at home in the gong to the Knights. Mm. Yeah, way down in Wollongong. And, uh, gee, they're quite short, aren't they? St. George, Illawarra Dragons, $1.35. Oof. The Knights, three twenty. Oh, 
Yeah, no Watson for the Knights for the next six-plus weeks. The initial uh, prognosis was 12 weeks, so wow. that's some good news that it, that it, um, you know he may not have to get that operation. That'll see Lamb get his shot at 5'8". The Knights will be too strong here, PK. 1-12 at $4.40 <laughs> is where my mug's money will be going. But in all fairness, uh, the Dragons, they're on fire, and they were my morals last week, delivering by 46 oh, points. Wow. Um, yeah, Gareth Witter... I just think he's the form player of the comp. Last week, he actually scored 175 Supercoach points, which what? is the third highest ever Supercoach wow. score. Um, his combination with Ben Hunt off the back of that quality forward pack looks outstanding. Uh, I'd go Dragons for my tipping comp. Thoughts, PK? <laughs> How impressive have the Dragons been this season? I, and uh, like, even possibly more so than the start of last season. And they really went on with things last year, didn't they? Uh, no, they didn't actually. So... <laughs> Meanwhile, in the Hunter, dreams of an undefeated 2018 have gone by the wayside with with those with the red and blue glasses on touting an undefeated 2018, just crying in shock this week. I do hate to say it, but the Dragons in this one, and I think it could be another big blowout, maybe bigger than the time I didn't quite make the toilet in Thailand after a dodgy street chicken skewer, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, The Broncos against the Titans in the Queensland Derby, Mr Mills. Yeah, you'd expect them to get home, wouldn't you? And the market reflects this. A dollar twenty-five for the yeah. Bronx, four dollars for the Titans. Yeah, the Titans. They got wooden spoon written all over <laughs> oh, them this yeah. year. Broncos thirteen plus at the two dollars available looks like the value for me, PK. Now my note here is let's not talk about the disgrace that was the Broncos win last week, but I'm going to. That was a disgrace. <laughs> I don't know if you blokes caught that match, and I didn't. But what I did do was I turned on with two minutes to go in the game when the Broncos had just kicked a field goal to go one point clear. The Tigers walk up the other end of the field, slot a field goal. We go into extra time, no problems. And then in extra time, the Broncos are going for a field goal and the worst refereeing decision since Barry (laughs) Gomesall saw the Broncos get a penalty right in front on what was an absolutely... an absolute disgrace. Now, look, I mean, the Tigers fans, they've been hard enough done by in the last few years. They've had terrible recruitment. They've lost their best players. And they've started this year incredibly well. They did not deserve that. It was a joke. And for it to fall on the the Broncos with their salary sombrero, I'm upset, Mm. boys. Anyway, uh, Mm. Titans were awful. Broncos will win that game. Um, And the Tigers taking on the Eels in the last match of the round, Mr. Mills. Yeah, the uh, Benji Marshall-led Tigers, they'll once again just try and bore Parramatta Eels out of this one. Uh, and their marginal favourites here, $1.85, plays one ninety-five. Yeah, the coaching of Cleary has that Tigers defence um, really humming. They've only conceded 25 points wow. in the three NRL games so far this year, believe it or not. And whilst the Eels have only scored 18 points total on the other side, so... This game has low score written all oh, over it, and yeah. I'm taking the under 37.5 total points market at a dollar ninety-two here. It looks like a mm. special PK. Yeah, it does look like a special. Tigers, they were robbed worse than Terry Benedict in Ocean's Eleven last week, and <laughs> you've got to add to that as well, Bart. Twenty-five points in the first three weeks—that's against mm. uh, the Roosters, Melbourne, and the Broncos, who incredible. Are, like just absolutely amazing start to the season. If you're a Tigers fan, a lot to be excited about. And I just hope they can carry some of that form through. Um, the Eels are floundering around out of water and look, you know, they look lost more than a baby deer in the headlights of a Mack truck at a range of about three feet. 
<laughs> they are in big trouble. So I'd actually like to take the Tigers there, but more so I like your bet of the unders uh, in that uh, match there in particular. And boys, it is, it's getting exciting. The Commonwealth Games kicking off next Wednesday and we've got everything a punter needs to know right now. Ooh. And mm. we've got Group 1 racing as well. Now that we've covered off all the important stuff from the Commonwealth Games, boys. Not even a <laughs> giggle there. <laughs> uh, we've got the calm before the storm uh, this week with just a lazy two Group 1s, Mr Mills, at Rose Hill to finish mm. off the Slipper Carnival mm. with the half a million dollar Vinery Club stakes and the Tancred stakes. Mm. One and a half million for the stay is over 2,400 metres. You got something for us? And we'll, we'll make this snappy, boys. I've got to save my energy for the uh, raft of Group 1 races coming up at Ooh. over the two weeks of the championships. But oh, uh, yeah. the Tancred Stakes, boys, known to most until recently as the BMW. So that might give you a bit more context on this one. And look, it's hard to go past a favourite here. And number one, Galo Chop. Mm. He was excellent last week, boys, mm. wasn't he? Went cantering to victory in the Ranvit. And $2.30, very juicy. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, as a weir-trained runner, he's going to be rock-hard fit. So backing up a week later, for me, shouldn't be an issue. And I think it's certainly a better idea to tackle this than to try and beat Winks in the Queen Elizabeth yeah. uh, over the championships. Although... If he goes well here, it won't shock to see uh, him have a stab at that race anyway. Uh, he's racing against mostly Sydney Cup candidates who uh, will probably be looking for even further than this 2,400 metres. Mm. And I think that despite some queries over the rise to that distance, he'll just go forward and stay out of trouble and get the job done again. So mm, nice. we'll go with him. That's Rose Hill Race 6, the Tancred Stakes, number one, Galo Chop. All right. Uh, nice that Galo Chop got the job done last week. Didn't win when I was on it. That uh, That's fine. Let's move on. Uh, the Vinery Club stakes, Mr Mills. Yeah, the Phillies are on their way to the Oaks. And look, it can throw up a rough result this race uh, as we find out who can stay and who cannot. But... Uh, mm. Look, uh, it's uh, actually uh, the new. I'm actually going for uh, the New Zealand visitor number eight, Dan's Dan's Dan's. Now, of course, mm. it's named after mm. what Bart does after one too many bourbon and cokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I I absolutely loved her third in the New Zealand Derby before she jumped on the plane to cross the dodge. And uh, I reckon that form's pretty strong with the Derby winner Vin de Van, uh, Vin de Dance. Uh, second across the line, but relegated to fourth on protest in the Rose Hill Guineas last weekend. Now, dance, dance, dance. She draws for a soft run midfield for Michael Walker. And by all accounts, the filly's fit and ready to run a race. So at $9, oh. she looks a decent gamble to me. That's Rose Hill on Saturday, race seven, the Vinery Stud, number eight. Dan's, Dan's, Dan's. For punters following you in, they've done pretty well the last couple of weeks. So maybe mm. worth a look. And we've also got round two of the AFL kicking off, bouncing off, throwing off, whatever they do in the <laughs> AFL. What do they do? Did we establish that, Mr. Mills? Uh, I think I was uh, pilloried for my uh, calling it a kickoff accidentally mm. one time uh, <laughs> last year. So 
Let's uh, call it the bounce. The bounce. Or it could be a throw-off, depending on the condition of the centre square. But anyway, uh, I don't know if you've got some markets there for the AFL in front of you, Mr Mills, or you can rustle those together. But of course, last week we did pretty well and some, some good matches in the mm. AFL, but also some teams which they're already in a lot of trouble even after the first <laughs> match of the season. But uh, the big news this week, Mr Mills, is the grand final rematch. But over there in Adelaide, with the Tigers mm. taking on the Crows. That's right. And the Crows' favourites, $1.75. The Tigers, two fifteen. dollars oh, Look, just like a drunk chick with a dirty durry in her hand outside a nightclub stumbling around, you just can't go near this one. It should be a great match, though. And look, <laughs> if you're Very on good. the Tigers' bandwagon, there's no reason why they should be that far outsiders. But I learnt my lesson last year in matches like this backing against the Crows when they come out and did the job and did it handsomely in front of their home fans. But uh, mm. just a ripper of a game. And the other game I wanted to have a look at, Mr Mills, it's the Geelong Cats. And they're at home. They're heading down to Geelong after that excellent win last week against Melbourne. And they're taking mm. on the Hawks, who also got a, uh, a first-round win. Ah, uh, that's right. It's Geelong, the favourites there. Did you say this is a game, uh, a home game for Geelong, a genuine oh, home is. game? It is. It's not in yeah. Geelong? Unstoppable there uh, at their home ground there, Pete, and that's why they're $1.62 favourites. Hawthorne coming off, well, a, a win in the first round, which uh, surprised a few, except for the loyal, uh, $2.30. Look, I can only see the Cats getting better this season. I think that, what did you say, $1.60 something or $1.60? Yeah, $1.62. Sounds all right, doesn't it? That their sounds morals. Like, it sounds like an absolute gift. Head-to-head on their home turf, turf down there in Geelong. I say chuck it in your multis. Geelong at home. Get on, boys. The Mud Punter's Worthwhile Wager of the Week. But is that my worthwhile wager? We'll find out in just a moment. First of all, Mr Bartowski, what about yourself? Oh, well, I'm heading back to basics this week, boys, after the slipper blowout. I'm going to take <laughs> South Africa at $1.44 to win the fourth test that kicks off tomorrow, gents, for mm. obvious reasons. Mm. I'm going to multi that into the Cowboys against the Panthers, who are without their best player and arguably the best youngster in the game in Nathan Cleary at the $1.26. And finally, the Broncos to beat the hapless Titans, all very straightforward, and you will get a return of around $2.25 for your dough this week. Mr. Mills, yeah, nice. what do you got mm. for us? Yeah, boys, uh, now uh, Ascot uh, over there in uh, Perth is mm. racing on Good Friday for the second year in a row. Now, mm. the best in the West, William Pike, has some very good rides, and uh, I've found uh, two of them in the feature races for the two-year-olds that I think we can uh, multi-up. So uh, I'll take okay. you through those. It's race six, mm. number four, Drift Star, into race seven, number two, Alizé. Now, Drift nice. Star, this is, uh, this is a cull to... He showed impressive uh, speed on debut for a pretty comfortable victory, and he looks to have inherited plenty of ability from his golden slipper-winning dad, Sepoy, and mm. his mum, Paris Petard, which won seven of eight starts as a two- and three-year-old in the mid-2000s. So mm. uh, he looks... Uh, he's very short, but should be winning. And then in the very next race, we've got Alizé, the filly on her way to the Karakata Plate. Uh, she's been beaten only once in three starts, and that was when she got a little bit too far back on a leaderish day. On Friday, boys, she le- draws to land midfield, again with Pike on board, and from there, they should be charging over the top late. Again, short, but if we couple those two up, 
we get odds of better than $3. And for me, boys, that just looks like money for jam. So those numbers again, it's Ascot on Friday, race six, number four, Driftstar, into race seven, number two, Alizé. Should make good Friday nice. a great Friday. Well, boys, get this. For the first time in 2018, I'm off to the cycling and we've got the spring yes. classics underway there in Europe. If you don't follow cycling, these are the biggest one-day races of the year, all happening uh, around the months of the end of March and into April. And this weekend, we have the Tour of Flanders. And boys, mm. I'm coming for Peter Sagan as the winner mm. at a very healthy $3.25. Now, if yes. you're not familiar wow. with the race, this is a great single-day classics race with a lot of short, steep climbs, many of which are on cobbled roads, making for exciting viewing and tactics. And we can only pray for a little bit of rain because that makes it even more intriguing. Sagan was the winner in 2016, but crashed out last year in a race that truly suits the three-time reigning world champion. He won only a few days ago in another spring classic, the Ghent Vegelman, uh, beating home some of the best sprinters in the world in that race that shows he's a strong man who can climb a little and sprint bloody well. Now, he probably, not probably, he won't be given any latitude in this race to make a move on the top contenders, but he doesn't need to, boys. All he needs to do is mark wheels, get to the finish line mm. with all the other contenders and then sprint over the top, for mine, mm. that is an absolute worthwhile weekly wager. Peter nice. Sagan, Tour of Flanders, $3.25. The Mug Punter's 60-second soapbox. Uh, soapbox time. What? <laughs> Mr. Mills, do you know anything about this? Well, boys, um, look, uh, I've heard off-air that uh, you guys might have a few choice words for the NRL about their new and supposedly improved website. Oh, oh! start the clock. Don't start it. Bloody hell. Where do I start? Okay, Bart, <laughs> let me kick this off. What a disgrace. Last year, NRL, your website was outstanding. I was even mm. touting that the AFL could learn a thing or two about how easy it was to navigate and find things. Now, I should know something <laughs> about websites. I wrote the bloody book called Why Most Websites Suck. And NRL, I'm going to email you a copy. I'm not even going to send you a hardcover version. You don't deserve it. You've put your navigation down the left-hand side like it's 1926. You don't give a crap about people being able to navigate through your site and find what it is they're, they're looking for. And I even started before we got on air for this podcast by saying to the boys, oh, I'm just looking at the NRL website, boys. I think I've done the analysis for the wrong week in the NRL. How bad can it be, Barts? I think you've said it all, mate. The the navigation is disgraceful. You used to be able to open the NRL website, see all the games at the top and be able to click on them to find out what time they started, find out what bloody the scores were. It's a joke. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where that came from. I just, I just blanked out no, for either. a little bit. Uh, anyway, that brings us to a conclusion for episode... Oh God. Did I say episode 95? Can you believe that, boys? Mm. But mm. it's been an absolute pleasure. Always a pleasure, and I'm not running with a piss-poor dad joke this week. I'm actually going to finish on a serious note Ooh. and a relevant quote from the greatest of them all, and I hope moving forward the Australian cricket team, the players and coaches, hear these words. The game of cricket existed long before I was born. It will be played centuries after my demise. During my career, I was privileged to give the public my interpretation of its character in the same way that a pianist might interpret the works of Beethoven. Sir Donald Bradman. Mm -hmm. Think about it, boys. Mr. Mills? 
Oh, beautiful stuff there, Bart. And uh, look, I had a pretty exciting week. I've uh, been hanging out with my mate uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. And uh, the other day, boys, he was already getting stuck into the chocolate eggs. In fact, he was popping them like Maltesers. I bet I know what your favourite Christian festival is, Arnie. To which Arnie replied, Have to love Easter, baby. <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, uh, so we've had one reflective and one Schwarzenegger joke. That'll dead set to me. The longest podcast in history, folks. Jeez, we've oh. certainly bashed through that, boys. We'll catch you next oh. week. Have a fantastic Easter, everybody. And listen to the lady. She knows what she's talking about. Subscribe to the podcast right now at mugpunters.com.au and search for Mug Punters Podcast on Twitter and Facebook.